Hello, my name is Hassan Sorrells, and this is the Leadership Lessons from the Great Books podcast, Shorts. There's no co-host on these Shorts episodes. These are now around six to eight minute long observations, ideas, thoughts, or rants about the literature, philosophy, psychology, and even the theology, yes, the theology of leadership. Because listening to me talk about leadership for now, around six to eight minutes is still better than reading and trying to understand yet another business book, even the one that I wrote that you really enjoy. Here's the other continuation of my thoughts from last week, and if you didn't have a chance to hear what those thoughts were, go back and listen to episode number 68 of these short episodes. The gap between leadership intellectuals, such as academics and others who research and write about leadership, and the people who actually practice leadership on a daily basis, such as managers, supervisors, and all those folks, tends to mirror the chasm that exists right now between the people who uh, work and produce and consume in the United States and the people who make grandiose claims to ruling those people. Now, this is not a political podcast, even though in the political realm, leadership does show up in its most bald form, as does lack of leadership. But I want to make a point that will seem political to get to a point that is about leadership and is applicable to your real life. So here's the point. In the United States of America, we are now at the end of the 80-year cycle that began just before World War II and ended sometime in the 2010s. During that space and time, political leadership moved from being inspiring and competent, think Eisenhower or JFK, to being uninspiring and overall considered to be uh, bumbling and incompetent, think uh, Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi. The change in thinking around political leadership and the change actually in competency at the in political leadership uh, represents at one level the decadence of a country, like the United States, living off the work of its ancestors in the leadership space. But it also represents a population uh, of leaders who really aren't interested in doing anything really radically new. And what has happened from the 2010s on into now the 2020s is that leadership at the political level, at the cultural level, at the religious level, and even at the socio-cultural level is going to have to get a new religion. The three arenas where leadership tends to matter the most are the three areas where the civil disagreements, disputations, and conflicts in a society have the potential to lead to the most violence. These are the religious area, the sociocultural area, and the economic area. Now, leadership intellectuals trapped playing a game of mass attraction to mass audiences, the game that worked for our last 80-year cycle, uh, consistently are unable to offer new advice on how to get to that new religion for new leaders and unable to offer advice on how to lead in this new paradigm of collapse, disintermediation, and chaos because theories of leadership developed during times of relative peace don't map well to times of chaos, disintermediation, and collapse. 
Now, on the other hand, you've got leadership doers. And leadership doers, the kind of folks you see in small and medium-sized businesses, the kind you see on your local city council, the kind you see in your local church or synagogue or mosque, the kinds of folks who are leading in families and in communities, the kinds of folks who are volunteering at soup kitchens. Leadership doers tend to be trapped at the bottom of ruthless hierarchies where their status and power advancement may be capped. Uh, they may hit the ceiling early and they may be unable to practice genuine acts of leadership that would quell the genuine chaos they seem to be unable to quell that they see all around them because they can't get past that ceiling and scale. There's no, there's very, not say there's no, there's very little escape velocity from your local community all the way to the White House. Just ask Mayor Pete. Now, there is a solution to this problem. It is the solution that was proposed first through the leadership of a very rare individual, President George Washington, an individual who wasn't LARPing in the leadership role, an individual who wasn't a grifter, an individual whose past moral uh, stature and ethical stature was unimpeachable. He wasn't Donald Trump, and he wasn't Barack Obama. He also wasn't Bill Clinton, nor was he Richard Nixon. He wasn't Eisenhower, nor was he JFK. And he sure as heck wasn't Ulysses S. Grant, nor was he Calvin Coolidge. He was the first, which is why he is also lauded as being the greatest. But George Washington did something that is a model, potentially, for all leaders moving forward. He behaved ethically, he behaved morally, he was unimpeachable, and he left the office without seeking any new power. And moving forward into the desert of the 21st century we see before us in America, it behooves small and medium-sized business leaders to remember the model of George Washington and to seek to replicate it and to role model that model for others so that they may replicate it so that eventually we break through the ceiling, we achieve escape velocity, and we take this nation state where we want it to go, thus closing the gap between leadership intellectuals and leadership doers. And well, at the moment anyway, that's it for me. Listen and subscribe to the Leadership Lessons from the Great Books podcast on all the major podcast players that you listen to podcasts on, including iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and even Spotify. And please leave a five-star review if you like the show. We need those reviews to grow, and it's the easiest way to make sure that this show gets into the ears of the leaders who need to hear it. And of course, tell all your friends. If you want to get started on the leadership path, HSCT Publishing's products and services can help your team do that. Check out our training webinars, coaching services, and more at leadershiptoolbox.us. We also have a video-based subscription service, that's software as a service, that can help your team become better at the individual level. 60 modules and over 100 hours of video and written content for you at leadingkeys.com. That's leadingkeys.com. We've also got books that will help you and your team grow. Pick up a copy today of My Boss Doesn't Care, 
100 Essays on Disrupting Your Workplace by Disrupting Your Boss, and subscribe to the Little Red Podcast I launched earlier this year with the same name as that Little Red Book. My most recent book is 12 Rules for Leaders, The Foundation of Intentional Leadership, co-written with contributions from Bradley Madigan. This is the book for right now that was written for leaders right now. Pick up a copy by heading over to 12rulesleadersbook.com backslash now. That's 12rulesleadersbook.com backslash now. You pay for shipping, and you'll get a copy of my second book as well. Finally, you can get all these books in paperback, hardcover, or as ebooks on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, and any other place online you order books. Finally, HSCT Publishing is on YouTube. Like and subscribe to the video version of the Leadership Lessons for the Great Books podcast on the HSCT Publishing channel on YouTube. Just search for HSCT Publishing and hit the subscribe button. You'll get our weekly video updates, which is the video version of this podcast. And, of course, you're going to want to subscribe to my other podcast. That's right, I do do more than one. The Hayson Sorrells Presents Audio Experience, where I talk more casually with a broader range of people about all matters that matter in the world today, from arts all the way to analytics. All right, that's it for me.